Hey, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Greater Greener Georgia, your bi-weekly podcast from Georgia Conservation Voters. I'm Miles, and this week is actually going to be a little different. Alexis is currently in a training session learning how to better organize and produce awesome work through social media and other communications, so I will be introducing an interview that we did with Ravonda Cosby last week. Before we jump into that, I just want to remind everyone that we have now recorded 18 other episodes of this podcast, which is awesome, and all of which can be found on Spotify and through our website at gcvoters.org. Another quick update, LCV just released their national scorecard, which tracks votes on the most important environmental, public health, and energy issues of the year. Since 1970, the National Environmental Scorecard has been providing objective, factual information about the most important environmental legislation. So go to our website and check that out. This year, Warnock, Ossoff, McBath, Bordeaux, and Nakima Williams all scored perfect 100s, while six House members earned a score of 90% or greater, while eight other House members earned an abysmal score of 20% or less. To see that full list, head over to our website, gcvoters.org, and it'll be right on the front page. Now, I want to get into our guest, Ravonda Cosby. Ravonda Cosby brings two decades of experience in parks and recreation, nonprofit management, and historic preservation to the task of guiding the National Heritage Area and the Arabia Alliance through the years ahead. Ravonda Cosby has a long and varied career in many fields relevant to the National Heritage Area. On the ground, she has worked in community development, public space marketing, historic preservation, and natural resource management. Cosby also has considerable executive and management experience including corporate and regional strategic partnerships, nonprofit engagement, and intra-government relations. She has held leadership roles in DeKalb County's Department of Recreation, Parks and Cultural Affairs, Wesley House, IHC Global, and the National Conservancy, among other organizations. Alexis interviewed her over Zoom last week, so I'm just going to play that, and then we'll catch up with you later. Thanks. My name is Ravonda Cosby, and I'm the executive director of the Arabia Mountain Heritage Area Alliance, a very long word for a group that, that is uh, committed to conservation, historic preservation, and um, heritage tourism. Uh, I'm also a, a proud co-founder, along with almost 11 other folks of DeKalb Beloved Naturalist and an engineer by trade with a background in green space and park planning. Uh, so that's, that's just a little bit about me. That is so cool. What like a unique combination of things you have going on there. Um, and so can you tell me a little bit more about the DeKalb Beloved Naturalist Program and like, how did that come to be? Did you come up with it or like, how did it all start? Well, it, it started as many things do with a conversation uh, between uh, myself and a lady that is known for being a catalyst in the uh, uh, environmental community, Sally Sears and I. And um, the observation was in our conversation was that um, there weren't a lot of opportunities on either the teaching side or the participant side for people of color and diverse populations to gain access to environmental stewardship and issues um, that, that often, um, you, know, um, uh, you know, come up in their communities, be it if it's at, at your kid's school, if it's at your local park, if it's at the block in your neighborhood. And so after sitting in classes and being in some of those circles, we decided that we wanted to do something about it, that we knew enough um, uh, science-based uh, instructors 
that would take that challenge on to be very intentional and be inclusive uh, of those they taught. And um, so that, that's kind of what really started it all. Uh, almost not even, man, we, I have to say it to myself, less than a year ago. Yeah. Oh. And so, so that that was that was really the it was it was it was not seeing that and then coupling it me being an engineer in you know minority engineer at that I already had a keen sense of underrepresentation in science and nature and so when Sally brought that point to bear and we saw an opportunity that that's what we decided to do. And so can you tell me a little bit more about the program itself like what does it entail the people who are participating what do they get to do? Well, um, what happens is over a six month course and the class just kicked off um, last um, Saturday, I think it was February, I don't want to be quoted on that date, but it, it, we just had our first initial course. So one Saturday a month for six hours, participants convene with some of the most talented lecturers in the Metro Atlanta area and cover things from amphibians to wildlife to ecosystems, uh, climate change, uh, birding, and so in an intimate environment. And so what we wanted to do was in addition to having you have access to those quality people, take that conversation outside the classroom. So this first class was able to do that. And for each of those Saturdays that you participate, that's what you get to do. But what we're finding is that inside of that class, the folks that have signed up are as talented as the people that are teaching. And so that two-way conversation that's now going on, that give and take, between people discovering second careers, um, leading their children from homeschool and classrooms for the first time, lifelong learners, um, attorneys, nurses, all types of folks have showed up in there. So that's what is really fueling the conversation around environmental stewardship and not just recognizing a terrain, but really knowing what you're seeing and putting some names to it, like spotting trees and spotting good signs of pollination. And, and things of that nature. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, and so, so you mentioned that it's just started this year. And so what has the response been? Like how did the first class go? And what has there been any response from like the larger naturalist community? There has been, A, we have, we have, some, we have several naturalists on, on our co-founding board, uh, Robbie Astro, uh, Jonah, um, um, Jonah's name is going to escape me, so we got to fix that one. But that's okay. <laughs> the, we, we have some really dynamic naturalists and steward environmental stewards in the class. But here's what here's what we believe is that we would be passionate about what we believe, be very intentional, create a strong science based program that would uh, entice people to want to come out and learn. And they came out, Alexis. The class is full. Our goal was to have 20 participants. We have 22. We were also committed to wanting to see minority representation in the class. We have at least 33% of the participants that represent that box. We have women, we have an older age population or an active community uh, represented mm -hmm. in there. So um, the response has been overwhelming. And the energy from our first instructor, Dr. Leslie Edward, if it is indicative of how contagious marrying folks to nature and, 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 and environmental uh, uh, you know, toolkits, how energizing it can be, then we are in store for five more amazing classes. And also there is a online component that you get to take um, uh, once a week, one Tuesday of every month, we also offer our lecture series uh, online. 
So participants are able to participate in that in that manner as well. That's amazing. Um, and so, well, so you mentioned that you wanted 20 participants and you have 22, which kind of leads me to my next question, which is, is it too late to sign up for this year's course? If people are listening and are interested, are they going to have to wait until next year? They are. It's actually full this year, but we are active. We are taking names for next year. We're excited about what that means. So what we wanted to do was really um, get it, get it right for this inaugural class to make certain that um, their feedback was put into that process of planning. So next year's class will be even stronger, but you will have to wait. It is, it is completely full. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And are y'all looking for donations or anything to help support this year? Is that also something that's already covered? Oh, no. Thank you for asking. We're absolutely looking for donations and sponsors. And so um, we're looking for for, um, uh, any organization or or individuals to join us in covering um, tuition so that um, scholarships can be made available to participants as they apply. And that would allow us to make certain that the diversity of of, uh, all students is not limited. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other ways there ta- there's a resource um, guide that we're putting together and some standard um, things that go in a backpack so that when you traverse the outside settings, you have what you need in that. That's another way to partner with us to promote the program um, is one of the things that we want to do through social media and other means. So that's a way to do it. And then to publish uh, um, 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 you know, a, a report at the end of it that gives you an idea of what your dollars covered. So uh, yeah, we would love to have your participation uh, and, and and financial support. And a big thank you to all of the sponsors that have already joined us and uh, made this class of 22 even possible. Yeah. And so, like, go for it. Promote yourself. How can we find you? Like, if people want to donate or even just follow along with what's going on, do you all have a website or social media or anything uh, that will help you, people get more connected? You can. You can get to us at ArabiaAlliance.org backslash decab underscore beloved underscore naturalist. It's long, but if you just go out there and look us up on the Arabia Alliance website, that's mm-hmm. the best way to get to it. So that's arabialliance.org. Awesome. Um, I did have one other question for you too, just maybe just out of my curiosity. How yes. did the name come to be for this program? Where does like beloved come <laughs> from? I just really like that. Um, we, 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 as, as we searched, programs like this, when we wanted to, to, you know, look at the credentials and how to put a certificate to this program, most of them were referred to as master naturalists. Mm. And for some reason, master in, 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 in creating an environment of inclusivity and, and, and diversity, we wanted to depart from that thinking yeah. entirely. <laughs> and so just not really as an afterthought and then being at Atlanta where we really give call to action, uh, it wasn't hard to envision that community that 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 could mean and so beloved came naturally and I offered it to the group and we played around with it and it, and it really fit us um I the cab means a lot to us but you don't have to just be in the cab to be in this program but the cab beloved naturalist is a it's a mantra to assume it's it's an honor to take that word on and for for people to um already know what it envisions when you say a beloved community, one both of action and compassion uh, and inclusivity. So that kind of was it. Yeah. That's really cool. I like that a lot. Um, Well, I'm so excited for you and for the rest of the program to see how it goes this year and years into the future. And um, I just wanted to know if you had anything else 
you wanted to add that I didn't ask you that you wanted to make sure you mentioned? Oh, let's see if I do. Um, yeah. Well, here's here's what I want people to leave with. And people say, why is this? Why is it so important to take classes like this? We, we could do anything. A tree's a tree's a rock a rock and, <laughs> and, and the world will renew itself. But once people see the magic um, that outdoors holds, they'll want more. Um, we need more diversity in professions. And so the other thing is that when you can see yourself in a welcoming outdoor environment, it's much easier to go contribute, to care about it, to teach and tell others. The connection and the magic between um, nature and, and culturally rich landscapes and people is phenomenal. And it's just a it's just a wonderful way to to get through, you know, this this life. I mean, I think about post pandemic. I think about the times that we're still in and these outdoor spaces, if nothing else, they came to life. They are common and connective tissue. And so I just want everyone to uh, uh, imagine that this this class will create a community of naturalists that are empowered to restore, protect and advocate on behalf of others. And so that that is what um, the definition of a beloved community is for us. That's amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. It's like, honestly, oh such an honor to get to know you in this program. Awesome. That was Ravonda Cosby speaking about her work um, over the past two decades in parks and recreation and also nonprofit and also her work with the National Heritage Area and the Arabia Alliance. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Miles and this is Greater Greener Georgia. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Mm -hmm.